I've heard that the best amount to aim to grow by week after week is 4%. Period. 4% might not seem like a lot. But over really time, hit the jackpot by most of the world's standards, even though most of you think it's still not enough. What's going to make things magnificent on your terms, not somebody else's terms? But if you're on an awakening journey and you have recognized that those are there, you have taken the most crucial step to get out of that, which is to become aware that it's actually happening. This is your last chance. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. And welcome to the Joygasmic Life Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad that you found your way here and you're in for a treat because here we are sharing the top tips, hacks, and tools that our community of conscious women mothers have found to really work to make a difference in how they parent and how they can keep their calm and cool even when their kids are driving them crazy. Each week I interview guests who are bulletproof moms, badass women running their own businesses on the leading edge of consciousness, who are here to support people in getting the skills, knowledge, and tools they need to put into practice what it is to walk their talk and be conscious spiritual women in the world. Our topics range from optimal nutrition to mindset hacks to tantra and everything in between. If there's a topic or an expert you'd like to see interviewed, drop me a line on my Facebook page and I'm happy to see if we can arrange that. Remember, if you love the podcast, there's so much more on our website, bulletproofmoms.com, and we would so appreciate that you subscribe, share our podcast with your friends, and give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you're viewing this as it helps us reach more people. Remember, if we talk too slow, you can always speed us up. I know I love to do that. And without further ado, here is our next guest. Welcome to the Joygasmic Life Podcast. Today's guest is Paula Hopwood. For Paula, life is all about turning dreams into reality. She is an inspirational speaker, best-selling author, master intuitive, certified coach, and goddess. It is my pleasure to introduce to you Paula Hopwood, my friend and client many years ago, and continued inspiration. This is a great call full of laughter and hope, and it was recorded in March 2020, right when COVID started happening. Uh, for many years, Paula's life was filled with abuse and extreme negativity. Now she lives a life of abundance, prosperity, and love that was once only a dream. A dream until she decided to wake up to her true self and live her dream life. She went on a journey and odyssey to learn the lessons to set herself free from the bondage of negativity, awaken her true magical goddess self, dance her true journey of divine feminine masculine, and now she shares these most important lessons with people from all walks of life. Paula supports people to awaken to their true selves, leave their chaos behind, realize their dreams, and live life to the fullest. On today's podcast, we talk about how she started her healing journey and working as an intuitive and got herself out of an abusive relationship, as well as how 
to do something new and put yourself in a new situation, how fear can't control us when we take action, how the breath can help us clear our minds now, what her experience was with kundalini energy, and what awakening through kundalini feels like, and some great insights around how to use kundalini energy to support your body from moving from a place of fear to peace. Uh, at the end, you will get a link to Paula's abundance meditation. And if you want to connect with her more, all of that information is in the show notes. Without further ado, enjoy the episode. Oh, well, first of all, thank you for having me here today, Elena. Um, what was, what was the start of it all? I'll tell you something. It was when I was in a very abusive lifestyle. I was being abused. I was sabotaging myself. My life was an utter mess, right? And I just, I would see other people and they would be having these great lives. My life fell at a building point now where I knew that things had to change. And some things happened in my life at that time that supported that change. And honestly, one of them was I had a near-death experience where I was, not only did I see who I was, I saw who others and that's more than that we, what we've been told. It's, it's more than these, these flesh and bone suits that we walk around in, right? It, yeah. It's a love vibration. And so when I came back, I was, I was changed, right? And so I started to take steps forward. But in the meantime, I had all these thoughts and beliefs and programs running in my head that had kept me in that abusive lifestyle to begin with. And so those had to start coming out. And you know, it's, it's been quite a journey, but that's, that's what sparked, that's what sparked this whole journey was just, you know, we're not made for abuse. We're not made to be held down. We're not made to be even programmed, right? It's like we're born and, and it's, it's up to us to get back to that real us. And so that's what I do. And that's what I help others do. And, and along the way, I started taking trainings, you know, getting certifications and this and that and the other. There's so many I love to and open up my memories on other teachings. And, and the deeper I got, the more they came. And I started working with people. It's gonna sound funny, but I heard a voice in my head. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, like, those voices are voice super helpful. Head. Right? Uh -huh. <laughs> right? That's not crazy. Most people hear voices. No, I laugh about it now, but, and it was telling me that what I like to start working with others, like doing readings on others. I'm like, strangers? Oh, oh no. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it is the best thing ever. Because, right? Not only did they grow, but I grew too, right? And, and it, it, I evolved. I evolved. And now I help others do that too. Uh, I, I truly believe that that's why I was born. That's why I chose to come back to this planet because it's such a strong desire in me to support others on their journey to help them see the truth that's in them and you know if it's different from other people's that's fine because it's their truth right so I just help them strip away what's been holding them that's how that all got started <laughs> wow yeah did you feel ready did you feel like you were like yeah I can do this or were you were you nervous about it when you first started yeah no I didn't feel like I could do this <laughs> I still had some things I had to clean up, uh, but you know, it's the way I look at things. Okay. So uh, my first marriage was ending and I learned that fear tries to hold us back. 
mm. and in my kitchen, right? And I would think if I do what I've always done, I'm going to be the same. And I was 32 years old at the time. And I thought, I can't do what I've always done. So I would literally stand there and think, if I do what I always do and I would turn to my left, I'll get what I always did. So I would turn to my right and I'm like, that's the opposite. That's what I'm doing. And I would find the opposite of everything, right? So if fear tried to stop me, I would do what I was afraid of. And mm. so, yeah. So was it easy? It was, it was quite, it scared me. And when that voice told me to start reading strangers, I didn't just read one or two strangers. I, I went and, um, got a table at a trade show and started doing like hundreds of strangers, <laughs> you know, like reading <laughs> so many strangers. And I did the event that you talked about, the New Earth Expo. I, I did a couple other big events. I did one event where we had two, 3,000 people come through every day, right? Wow. And it was just back to back to back readings. And let me tell you, after a couple years of that, um, I wasn't concerned about it anymore. And yeah. it just, it really grew me. So I was afraid of stepping out, but when I stepped out, it was the best thing ever, right? So mm -hmm. I stepped into that fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, that's interesting. You said after a couple of years, you know, a couple of years of doing hundreds of readings and you stopped feeling nervous about it. Now, that's really powerful, I think, for people to hear that even when you do make that choice of, okay, I'm going to do something different than I've ever done before, it continues to feel scary. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about your relationship with fear like because it must have changed if you were still feeling not quite ready or a little bit scared about it your relationship to fear must have changed in order for you to keep doing that tell me about that yeah yeah it did you know i i knew that like i said i would think if i did what i always did and listen to the fear i'd get what i always got do the opposite so then i thought well what is fear fear is a liar fear lies yeah. to me and yeah. uh, I'll be honest here that that kind of made me mad. <laughs> you know, so I, had, I had totally bought into fear and what it was feeding into my brain and, and what was happening in my life. And I was like the slave to fear. And I was like, what is going on here? So when I first started doing readings and trade shows, yes, I was scared, but I worked through it. I just would do the opposite. And pretty soon, um, it wasn't at the end of two years. It was, I don't know, several months into like doing a few, a few of them. I, I started only being scared at the beginning of the first day and, and then I stopped being afraid. Hmm. Um, I just, I just knew that I was there and it would just flow through me and, you know, maybe a little bit of nervousness, um, you know, about, uh, getting everything set up and stuff. But, but I, I, I just, I got this relationship with fear that I broke up. <laughs> I broke up with fear. Broke up with fear. <laughs> it's just like I, fear. I, I skidded fear. <laughs> so, now that's not saying that it doesn't try and come in on other things, right? So it was mm -hmm. that was a good training ground for me. That was a good experience for me that I rely on. And and so well, like take for instance, right now there's a virus going around the world that a lot of people yep. are afraid of, right? Yeah. And I'm so grateful that I have that relationship with fear that I know that it's a liar, right? Mm. Danger's real. Danger's very real. But fear is a liar and fear is a choice, right? So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what it is in my life. It doesn't matter if it's, it's I'm trying something for the first time or, you know, um, even the, uh, the virus that's going around. You know, I understand 
that the fear vibration, the fear that if I allow it into my life, it's, it's not good, right? It brings me down. And you think about it, like, Elena, you've been out at my place when I lived up north and rode my horses, which, by the way, that was wonderful. I love looking at those pictures. <laughs> it was a super beautiful time. Yeah, thank you for having yeah. us there. Yeah, um, but, you know, I grew up with horses and out in the bush and in the wild and stuff. And animals, especially wild animals, if you have a fear vibration on you, they'll pick it up right away, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll act differently. And so coming from, I call myself a bush girl, right? So coming from the <laughs> back bush there, right? Yeah, <laughs> it sounds kind of funny. But <laughs> coming from the back bush country, it's like, if I put out that fear vibe, animals are picking it up. Um, that means people are picking it up too, right? Mm -hmm. Plus it lowers me, it lowers my immune system, it, it lowers everything about me. And I, that's not my true vibration because I know who I am. I'm that love vibration. So mm -hmm. if, fear, if fear is a choice, then I've got to come out of agreement with it, right? I've got to come mm -hmm. out of agreement with it and not allow it. So some of the ways that I've done that is getting rid of some of the old programming, right? That that's been installed in me. Um, some things I've been taught, right? Belief systems and stuff, belief systems, the BS I've been taught. <laughs> <laughs> belief systems, BS. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember when we went, when we visited you at your your place with the horses and you were talking about how there were wolves that were just mm -hmm. like living around you and would come and try and kill, eat the horses. And I remember, I'm like, I'm from the city. <laughs> I was like, I what? You what? Like, there's just like wolves that might, you know, come into your yard and just like eat you at any given moment. Yeah. Like, that was like a crazy amount of fear for me. Just conversationally, I slip it in there. Yeah, you were just chatting. Like, it was no big deal. And I was like, oh my God. And and so, yeah, that, that really shows, you know, everybody has a different calibration level for what gets them really scared and, and what keeps them calm. And obviously, you know, that having that with the wolves gives you a certain level of fortitude, like psychological safety, I call it, in your in your nervous system, being able to handle those things. But then also, you know, especially uh, with the virus and, and everything that's going on, having had practice at looking at those shadows and looking at those belief systems and mm -hmm. stripping them away, I think has really put a lot of people who are in this light working field in a good place to be like, oh, this is, you know, yes this is a belief system that's coming towards me that's prevalent, that's spread across the whole world really fast, but really is just showing something that's already there that, uh, you know, it's already been there. We're just seeing it now. Now, you've worked with, you know, hundreds, thousands of people at this point. Um, what are some of the really common belief systems that you see that might be relevant to, you know, what's going mm -hmm. on in the world right now? Just so we can name them and people can go, okay, those are some of the belief systems that, that are fear, you know, false evidence appearing real. Yeah. Liars. yeah. <laughs> I would say the biggest one, the biggest one that I come across is um, self-confidence, like no self-confidence. Like they think that they're not worthy. They think that, mm. that they're not worth it enough. You know, they think that the world is against them. Right. Mm. And that's, that's a big one. And that's, that's a big fat lie right there. So, um, uh, that, that is one of the biggest, and I have with big coaches too. Um, mm -hmm. We all have this. That's the thing. And when we when we have when we have um, low self esteem or low self confidence, and we think we're not worthy, we think we're the only ones. We're not. 
a lot of people have it, right? And, mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean, I, you know, even the coaches I've worked with, I mean, they help a lot of people, right? It's just that I always tell people, as long as we're blinking and breathing, we're still on our journey. So it's kind of like this, this circle, the spiral going, right? So you'll take off some layers of that self-confidence or like the, the, the low self-esteem, the, the thoughts of unworthiness, and you'll feel good for a while, and then it'll be time to go deeper again. And then you'll go around, and it'll be time to go deeper again, and something else will come off, and something else will come off. And, but that, that is the number one biggest one. It, it, it is a big stumbling block for people. And there's so many programs running around that where it's come from. And so as a, as a coach and as a shaman and, a, you know, an intuitive, I help people with that to, to remove the energy around that and to free them up from it and to literally take it out of their brain, like repattern their brain so they don't think that way anymore. Right. Because that's like being kept in a fear cycle, kept in a, in a jail of self-doubt. That's just not a good place to be and I know because I've been there right I have was there for years and years and years and um, yeah it's not a cool place to be so that is that would be the biggest one right off the bat so yeah yeah I, I mean for me there's a sense of is there something I can do about it you know if I get into a fearful place it's like is there something I can do about it yes great let me do that thing no okay well then I can't and I just can't, you know, it's like, I can't control what's happening in the world situation right now. I can't control how other people are responding to this. I can't control, you know, I can't even control what country I'm in right now, which is something that I take as a, a for granted in my world schooling, gallivanting lifestyle. You know, I had to cancel all my trips and I'm, I'm in like Northern Michigan being like, okay, I guess I'm in the U.S. while all this is going down, my least favorite place in the whole world to choose to be in martial law, you know, like, that sounds pretty <laughs> scary to me, but at the same time, it's like, well, can I control that? No, I can't. Yeah. I tried. We tried to cross the border and leave, but it didn't work, you know, so, um, yeah. so now I'm here, and there's nothing I can do about it, so then it's, it's literally insanity to keep rolling around in the fear cycle you know it's like insanity is defined as doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results and so i think it's really important for people to hear if they're stuck in fear cycles if they keep having the same thought patterns going over and over and over in their brain it's like what about this you know i was i was lying in bed last night and it's just like covid19 is just like sitting in front of my brain while i'm trying to go to sleep and it's like okay well that's there. That's nice. Doesn't need to stop me from going to sleep, you know, and then I like, doze off and fall asleep. But that's because I've had lots of practice at, you know, seeing those fear patterns and being like, that's nice. I'm not going to engage in that and sort of like letting it be in its own space and continuing to live my life the way that I want. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, do you have a practical tool for people who maybe are having panic attacks or recurring anxiety around this stuff right now you know what the the biggest thing um the biggest thing that i can that i can give you and 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 your viewers but give give you is watching this right now he's listening to this right now is to remember the first thing that you did when you were born hmm. now remember what was the first thing you probably you may not remember what it was but i can tell you what it is because i had four kids but <laughs> <laughs> The first thing a baby does when it comes out of the mama's belly, whether 
however it comes out, even if it's C-section, is it takes a breath. And mm. that is how important it is, breathing is for us. And so the thing is, when we get scared, when we're, when we're being that slave to fear, we do shallow breathing. We don't breathe deep at all. And, and it, it makes us just more and more and more tight and fearful. And so um, I know when working with people with anxiety, that a good tool to use is to take deep, deep breaths, as deep as you can and fill your whole body up, right? Deep, 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 deep. And then hold it at the top of the breath and then push it out kind of like this. So you go and then hold it at the top and then breathe it out and make a noise when you breathe it out. And you breathe it in and you hold it at the top and then you let it go. Now you do that a bunch of times and there's a few, few reasons why. Number one, because you're getting breath into your body, you're not shallow breathing anymore. I think I think number two, it kind of gets you off what you're thinking about because you're thinking about hold it at the top, <laughs> you know, and then, and then push it out all the way, like all the way out of your body until there's no more breath in you. It's, it's kind of hard, like, as you could hear it in my voice, hold it at the top, you know. <laughs> and, then the, <laughs> and then the other reason why is it's so important and it, it feels good when you make a noise when you let breath go. Ah. Oh. <sighs> That's a tone, that's a sound vibration, and that's a peaceful sound vibration. And it's releasing, releasing negative um, feelings, pent up energies and stuff that you've been holding on to. And so if you think about somebody who's scared or anxious or whatever, they're just like, ah, like this in shallow breathing. So you get them, ah, like that. And it's, you know, you may have heard of um, Tibetan sound bowls, uh, um, drums, uh, rattles, uh, I'm trying to think of everything that makes sound now, right? But you know what I'm saying is sound therapy. Yeah. I yeah. find that when I release and when I work with people with releasing with sound on the release, it's the same type of thing. It really mm. brings that peace in. So yeah, give it a go. Um, it's, it's beautiful to, to use and to see. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm so glad you shared that. Um, one of the tools that I have that's available to anybody um, through my website is called my five fantastic fingers. And it was something that I developed in a really terrible time in my life. Um, you know, and it, it's not some, it's not unique. It's just breathing, right? But I gave each finger a meaning and, and would do five breaths on each. And it was like, once I start, I have to keep going. I have to finish all five fingers because it's so easy to be like, yeah. okay, I did some breathing. I'm fine. You know, and it's like, well, you're not actually, you know, A, do you feel all the way fine? Did you actually check in? Are you completely calm? Do you like, okay, I could go like sing a song or like send, write a love note to somebody, you know, it's like, well, if you're not, then you haven't sort of finish that process um i have i have another that. tool this yeah, one's kind of funny you just you just reminded me of it um on my website if you go to paulahopwood.com on the yeah. front page there you'll see an abundance meditation now i did this meditation it was the first time i ever recorded anything so and i i haven't listened to it in a while so it's probably really bad recording but it's effective it's um, um it's about abundance right 
But yeah. the funny thing is, is my clients, I constantly get reports back how the one lady, she uses it to and sleep every night. <laughs> you know, the abundance meditation. Actually, it's not a bad idea because then then I'll call abundance into your life. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, there's so many different things that work for so many different people, right? And meditation is definitely one of them. Breathing, you know, like what we just talked about, right? Um, uh, playing. Playing music, uh, getting into a higher vibration of music, uh, music. Uh, what's that saying? How music, uh, music calms the wild beast or something, wild animal. I don't know. I mean, I had wolves in my yard. It didn't work, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the breathing did, but the breathing did, by the way, um, that I have forgotten about that. We were having a wolf problem that year and they were killing livestock all over around us, but not our place. And mm. I, I was going to come back to that and I forgot. And you know what? And you hit on it. When I was telling you about the wolves, it was just like, blah, 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 blah. The sun is shining. You know, the grass is growing. Oh, and there's wolves killing everything around here. You know, and it was just another day. Right. But it's because I was calm. Right. And yeah. I was, I, I, they would come into our yard and we had some young horses there and stuff, but they never touched them yet. They'd go to the neighbors. Right. And they, they went after everything, but you know, yeah, I think that the vibration we put out, like I said, fear is a choice, right? So the vibration we put out affects everything around us. So yeah. do the breathing, uh, do the sound coming out um, songs that, that make you happy right? Um, take yeah. away that fear vibe, play happy songs, play peaceful songs, whatever speaks to you. Um, and then meditations, right? And I love yeah. your five finger thing. Uh, that's a really cool way to think about it. I normally say, you know, about three to five times, breathe in and out, just depending on the person. Sometimes it's longer, but I love yeah. the, the I'm five. like 25. You're right. People, 25 yeah. times. <laughs> by, the time, by the time you're done 25 deep breaths, you'll be okay, you know? And it might seem mm-hmm. crazy, mm-hmm. but so is being caught in, in fears, fear, fear loops. And uh, I think, yeah. you know, it's hard to hear, but really like the the challenge that's happening in the world, any challenge that happens in your life is a reminder to come back to your true nature, to come back to presence, to come back to love. And so it's like, okay, life is chaotic. Well, great. You've got some like hardcore training to do right now. It's like doing high intensity interval training. You're like training your body to like keep going and keep doing push-ups. And it's like, there is a pandemic on the planet. It's time to like be like on it about doing your practices if you're not peaceful. And if you're peaceful, like good job because you've been doing your practices and it's, you know, your, your brain pathways are so anchored in peacefulness that nothing phases you anymore, which I think is where you were at, you know, with that wolf example, it's like, you were just so, so permeated in peacefulness that like the wolves didn't even show up at your house. And, and it's the same thing with, with viruses. It's like our bodies, when we're happy and peaceful, like nothing can stick to us. There's, there's no space for, uh, you know, our bodies are happy, then our immune system's happy, then our bodies are well, and, and we don't get sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you, you, you had mentioned, yeah, exactly. I wanna, if you have something you want to share there, let's do that. But otherwise I wanted to change tracks because you had something about Kundalini, Twin Flames, Divine Feminine, oh. all that jazz. I want to, I want to dig into that a little bit. Yeah. Some things have changed since last time you and I talked. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah. Um, 
uh, well, where do I begin? Um, so I was already aware and awake. I mean, you've got to be to be doing readings on people. I was quite, uh, quite a, a very good psychic and medium. Um, I would work after hours with people who hadn't crossed into the white light. Like I was constantly, um, I remember when my mentor said I was complaining to him that there was all these dead people around me, right? And, uh, as in souls, right? Spirits. Yeah. And he'd go, well, you don't have to be a social worker for the afterlife. I'm like, cool. And then about six months later, they're still around me and they're all over and stuff. And he goes, well, maybe you need to be a social worker for the afterlife. <laughs> so I, I had to step in because I had a fear. I didn't want to do that. So I had to step into that, start helping these spirits. And, mm -hmm. and then they eventually, I keep up with them now. Right. So they don't pile okay. up anymore. Yeah. So uh, anyways, quick, I, quick, quick jump in there. Already, I have, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I had, I had a friend who was like, she did office hours. She'd be like, I will talk to un, like, you know, souls who passed on between nine and nine 30 every morning. No problem. Every, the rest of the time, like y'all go bugger off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. you know, I, I line, for her. I line mine up in a big long line. I say, everybody line up. If you do not need to tell me your story about what happened in your life, step out of the line and I'll take you up as a group, right? And I'll lead them right. into the white light. If you do yeah. need to tell me, then stay in line and we'll get to you one by one, right? So, Beautiful. but anyways, um, <laughs> so I was already aware, awake, um, working with people who walk the face of the planet, working with people who'd already passed and needed help going up into the white light. Um, and you know, I really thought I had it together. <laughs> so then I met somebody who I was like, whoa, I recognize the energy on him. Now I never met him face to face. I only met him online and it kind of scared me at first because I felt twin flame energy. And mm. what I knew about twin flames were they come into your life and your whole life changes and you can kiss all your relationships goodbye everything's done right and I was like ah <laughs> talk about fear <laughs> yeah well yeah. we became friends and uh quite a nice friendship and then uh what about a year and a half of knowing him um all of a sudden I I did not call it in although I know my soul called it in my soul this was an arrangement but I Paula I didn't do yoga I didn't do breathing. I didn't do anything to call it in. <laughs> I had a massive Kundalini awakening. Um, mm. I, um, the vibration of it coming up. If you don't know what Kundalini is, if you're listening, it's, it's this energy that comes up from your root, from your bottom, literally from your bottom and comes up through your chakras. And as it rises, it's burning out old programs and stuff, right? Like old things you've got working in each chakra represents a different part, right? And it goes up. And so the first initial burn for me was 48 hours. And I was doing my NLP practitioner training, which is neuro-linguistic um, um, programming, brain repatterning. And yeah. thank goodness I was there with a bunch of friends because I'm like vibrating like this. <laughs> you know, like this, this is happening, right? And, it was unbelievable. And at the end of the first 48 hour burn, uh, I, I never been the same. It burnt out because like I said, I was an abused woman before. Right. So mm -hmm. it wasn't just my first husband that abused me. It was boyfriends. It was my whole life. It was me. Right. Yeah. So I had a program running in me that I needed protection. 
safety, mm. security, and protection. And when I came out of that first initial 48 hour burn, all of a sudden I didn't need that anymore. And every relationship changed in my life, except for my kids. I'm talking my dog. You've seen me, you, you haven't met my St. Bernard yet, but you've probably seen the pictures of him on Facebook, even him, because he was very protective over me. And all of a sudden I, right. and I needed him before that. Right. Yeah. And now, I mean, I love him dearly, but I don't need him, need him, you know, like I don't need him for protection is what I'm saying. I need him to be him. Right. Yeah. So really what it did was even on that one thing alone, it cleaned up all the negative energy around this stuff. Right. Well, then I was in for the ride of my life <laughs> because because this is a divine appointment, right? This is the divinity within me rising up. And I mean, I could talk on this for the next six days, but I'm going to try and shorten it. Hey, <laughs> so, so what happened is, is that I went on this journey and, um, I, I started stripping away sometimes willingly, sometimes not. <laughs> Things were being stripped off of me. The Kundalini was burning in me. It still burns in me. And it fires up every now and then when something needs to leave. And it's always about those beliefs, those programs and stuff. So now instead of using tools that I've, that I've been taught, right, through all the different trainings I've had, I'm also using my Kundalini to come up and literally burn out different things um, in, in the different chakras, right? So uh, when that started... I thought I had a pretty good understanding of divine feminine, divine masculine. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> because, <laughs> oh my goodness, did it get deep on this journey. And I see it now for, for what it really is, that divinity within us. Now, we each have masculine and feminine in us. I happen to be walking the feminine walk, yes, but I still have masculine in me. So I began to look at everything in my life, because I like to learn, right? So... I would look at previous experiences and how I'd acted out of wounded masculine or wounded feminine and where that got me and what I'm doing right now and what I can do to act, to think, to be in my divinity and not the wounded that I've been taught and programmed with. Um, you know, I look at the humans and, and you know, human race is, is very, very programmed um, for to, to, um, act as if things are happening to them, act as if, you know, like they're kind of isolated and stuff, you know, and we're not, we're so connected. I mean, it's how I was a psychic and reading people. We're all the same energy. We're divine. We're magnificently divine. And so I began to look at the divine masculine, divine feminine, the divine feminine and how she's all about the heart, right? And the feelings and the emotions. And I'm like, you mean I can have emotions? <laughs> you, know, you mean like you mean like it's cool to cry right like because that's a release and and yeah. you know and in our society we're always taught not to right well where i'm from and um yeah. so so the the divine feminine with her heart and expansion of her heart and everything leads back to the heart chakra to love to love for self love for others love for the world and i began to open that up and let the energies flow and stuff and some amazing things happen. And then I began to look at the masculine and the masculine and me and how I'd operated. And I realized that masculine is about, is about head is about holding space is, and, uh, you know, I actually just heard recently and I love it. I love it. Um, Jake Woodward on, on YouTube. I, I'm going to, someday I'll have to meet him and say, you know, I've been talking about you for years <laughs> you know, because right. he did this video and it was amazing. He said that 
the divine feminine is like a river, right? She's got to flow. She's got to keep that energy flowing. Don't get dammed up and stuff. She's got to flow. Divine masculine is like the riverbed and the, and the banks, right? So the divinity is this beautiful container for divine masculine and he's holding space and she flows through and they work together, right? They work together in balanced harmony. And I got looking at it in my life, it made sense. Right. And I got thinking about clients and, you know, friends. And then I started looking at the world <laughs> you know? and I was like, Whoa, you know, um, you know, even with this, um, when we were talking about the virus earlier, there's a lot of fear out there, but like you said, there's a lot of light workers out there just amping up those love vibes and, and sending peace out. Oh, I got shivers running up and down me right now, the truth bumps. And, and that's why basically, I mean, there's the saying going to, going to hell in a handbasket. That's why a lot of us and, you know, in the world has been doing that. And now we're getting this chance to sort things through in our own lives, but it's transferring out other places. Right. And, the, and the earth is healing and the earth is crying out for us. Right. And so that was just the coolest thing ever because, um, you know, the divine mask and divine feminine walk, the Kundalini, how it rose up the Ascension. I'm still in it. Right. I don't, I don't know if it'll ever shut down to tell you the truth, because like I said, as long as I'm walking and breathing and blinking my eyes, I'm still learning. Um, we come to earth to learn, right. To experience. Um, yeah. yeah to, to remember, so I know there's way more happening and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So that was what I was talking about the whole twin flame and Kundalini and, and all that. And, and um, yeah, maybe I should do a six day retreat on it or something. Cause there's just so much to that. And, and um, uh, yeah. Anyways, mm -hmm. there we have it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you. Uh, it's so good to, to hear stories about those Kundalini awakening experiences. And uh, there was something you mentioned that I wanted to ask more about, which was, um, you know, you mentioned using the Kundalini energy when you're clearing out beliefs and blockages. Now, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, you know, so we are so incredibly and intricately made, created, um, that things just support us, right? You think mm -hmm. about manifesting and a good manifest or somebody who can really manifest. And I'm sure you've probably done this where you've just thought of something and it shows up. You've thought of somebody, they show up, they, they phone, um, you know, stuff like that, right? It's when we junk up and, and get in the middle with our own programming and stuff that, that messes things up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I noticed, okay, so if I'm fighting something and I don't, you know, and I want to stay stuck and wounded and, you know, block off energies, I'm, I'm making fun of myself here because this is what I do sometimes. I do it. I do it too. I'm like, oh, I can see I'm ready to grow and there's something good over there for me, yeah. but I'm just going to like stay over here in my pain and just like wallow for a little bit. Yeah. Like, I haven't been doing it so much recently, but like definitely the last like three years, a lot of that. Like I can see oh. I'm fucking my life up on purpose right now. Why am I doing it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll block, oh, like I'll block love. I'll slam my heart shut and block love, right? And then I'll open it back up, take a peek out. Is it okay to love again? <laughs> like that type of thing, right? So if I'm blocking it, um, it's like, I can do that. I have free will, okay? And I'm miserable. 
and um, you know have negative thoughts and everything. But if I open myself up, because the kundalini has already started in me and it's burning, I find that when I open myself up, there are times, not every time, because it feels like even right now sitting here, it almost feels like um, in my lower, hmm, not lower chakras, just down there, I feel it's ready to spring into action if it needs to, right? Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it does. Sometimes I need that support. And so what ends up happening is, is I'll break down the barrier and say, okay, and I'll set my intention and I'll say, okay, I'm open now. Um, Sometimes I think of it as taking a cloak off, you know, like a big jacket. And I'm like, okay, I'll quit covering up. And I just throw it on the ground and say, I'm willing and able, I want to go on this journey. Like, let's go, right? And then next thing I know, um, I will feel it and sometimes it'll bypass, you know, my sacral chakra, it'll go right up, let's say to my heart or something. I will actually feel the energy rise up and help me. And there's been some funny now, it wasn't funny then, but, <laughs> but you know what a, a tower moment in, t- in tarot cards, right? Like I like to play around tarot cards. I don't call myself a tarot reader, but, but yeah, I certainly like them. So a tower moment in tarot cards is basically our beliefs are whatever we're dealing with comes like burning down like a big building coming burning down that's been built on the wrong foundation right and so i'll have these tower moments and the kundalini rise right up and just burn that thought that belief that old programming right down and i gotta tell you having a kundalini awakening was the best thing ever for me because (laughs) it's like a it's like a tool i can use and it's not one that i I can't say that, you know, I actually say, hey, Kundalini, rise up, right? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Tower moment. Boom. Just like smash everything up. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Set that baby on fire. <laughs> so it's, it's like, um, now I don't know if other people can do it or not. It just does it for me because um, I allow it to, right? Mm. And so sometimes mm-hmm. uh, whatever I'm fighting is a little bit harder for me. And when I open myself up and I allow the energies to flow like the divine feminine, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I allow the energies to flow, those negative energies, something has to happen with them. And if you've ever had a massage or Reiki, or if you've ever burped, hiccuped, um, you know, peed, anything like that, these are ways that we release energy out of our body, right? It's true. <laughs> yeah, like yawning releases energy. I mean, we could talk a lot about that, you know, <laughs> like all these different ways of releasing energy, but this is what the Kundalini does for me, right? Mm-hmm. And, and other people mm-hmm. I've talked to too, that it'll rise up and then and it'll burn out whatever programming they need. Mm-hmm. I honestly, at this point in time, I don't know how people call it in with yoga and stuff, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. because that was not experience and we only know what we know right but yeah. either way whatever somebody's pathway is to it that's their own divine path and that's oh i honor that oh it's just i gotta get shivers again <laughs> you know, i've got these truth bumps going up and down me because everyone's path is different but like all divine right and we're just discovering embracing and walking in that divinity is just such a beautiful thing so yeah. that's how i use my kundalini um it's like a debt process or anything I can teach. It's just, uh, you know, share it raw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, an interesting, I just, you, you mentioned studying NLP for a minute there. And I just like had this like zing of, uh, it's like, it's like an anchor 
right? In NLP, we use anchors. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can yeah. have a, you know, when we're, when we're in fear or we're in panic or whatever, that, those are associated with uh, ideas, thoughts, mindsets, whatever that might be. And, uh, you know, the Kundalini experience, because it's such an intense, visceral, vivid experience, it also creates a really positive anchor hopefully positive, usually positive, right? Because we're yeah. connecting with that, that divinity energy. And so then that creates a, a pathway that we can come back to again in the future. And given a choice, you know, in the, the NLP, we've got this like collapsing anchors exercise where you have yes. a negative anchor and a positive anchor. And really what you're doing when you like call in the Kundalini or call upon or use that to transform it is you're just returning to that Kundalini space and going, I'm yes. activating this energy and the fear energy at the same time. And because the, the Kundalini is a way higher vibration, like 10,000 on a scale of yeah. one and 10,000, it's going to go whoop and just like knock, <coughs> knock all that fear out of the park. And like, I don't have to be scared that you just coughed right now because you're not going to affect because we're on the <laughs> internet, right? But we can use this moment. Like, and anybody else who's watching, it's just like, it's fine. You're not in danger. Don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're totally safe, you know? And <laughs> <laughs> What's funny about that too is, um, so I've had a dry cough for about 45 years of my life. And recently I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease that that is the big it, that's the mm. big um symptom of it right well now it makes sense i mean i'm not in agreement with the autoimmune disease but it makes sense why i've had this silly cough for my whole life just about right yeah well now i try and go like to get toilet paper <laughs> you know, or anything, right and i'm like don't cough at the store don't cough at the store <laughs> you know, because i don't want to set off a fear vibration right but yeah. Um, yeah, it's exactly like that, setting that anchor. As a matter of fact, last night I was working on my heart and opening it up even fuller and fuller and fuller. I set an anchor for it. And, and then this morning I checked it and I just, yeah, there it is. I just checked and can feel that, you know? So um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, it's super powerful, super powerful energy. And like, I also had an experience of my Kundalini rising. I didn't know that what it, that's what it was because I hadn't been, you know, given that information at that point. But now I can see, oh, it was like, yeah, just like it's very similar to what you shared in your story. It's like later I could see, oh, I can utilize that tool. I can utilize that very high vibe space to to clear out all of these other other feelings. And you know, life is life and we're humans and experiences are challenging. And so it's like, you continue to, to have that, but it's the same as living in a house with kids. Like it's messy every day. You've got to clean it up every day until yep. you do, sort of, until you do, until they grow up until, you know, until there's like, but even adult kids are messy. It's like, until the, the standards are raised until you've given, you know, okay, you know, this is how we behave in the space. And I feel like on a global spectrum, like that's really a big piece of the shift that's going to be happening over the next year. It's like, we're going to change. How do we interact with each other? How do we support each other? Um, I saw a beautiful Facebook group today. It's just like, if you need something, ask, if you have extras to give, offer it. Um, and it's like global. It's like, Hey, I'm in, I'm in Michigan right now and I need X, Y, Z. And it's like 4,000 people joined in the last week being like, I either need to receive or offer or whatever. And there's a whole bunch of people who are like, I am a lighthouse. I was like, Oh, oh I'm a lighthouse. You know, like that's, that's my job right now. That's what I'm here to do. And, and the responses I've been seeing from, 
you know, the lightworker community have been incredible in this wisdom of this is a transformation moment. This is for our highest good. We're here in a beautiful time in a beautiful space. Uh, it's, it's really beautiful. And, and, you know, I think that there's a lot of wisdom to be said in the fact that many people, yourself, myself, have been on, you know, a clearing cleaning up house, cleaning up mental house, cleaning up physical house journey for two to 10 to 15 to 35 years, depending on how old we are. And now it's time to like help the rest of the world clean up house in that way. So it's it's a really exciting time. I saw that last year. Well, I've been seeing it for a while. Depends on uh, when I was doing readings, when I was doing meditations and my own journeys, I saw that, uh, like for me, I would see in like a year in the future and I thought there's going to be like this big wave of awakening people. And I remember even saying it to some people that sort of March, April, May of next year, which was this year, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Right now there's going to be a massive wave of awakening people like to spirituality. Yes. Like consciousness, but also to the world programming right? Like how they've been lied to, right? Um, Whether it be government or whatever, like, like how they have viewed the world is going to be flipped over and they're going to see it in a new light and things are going to get cleaned up. Right. And then enter this virus, you know, and, and there's a lot of fear and stuff with it, but see in everything, there's a gift, right? There's a lesson. There's, it's a way that you want to look at it. I can't remember how he said it now. It's just flown out of my head again. I have got to be the world's worst person with quotes for for remembering them. But Wayne (laughs) Dyer used to say something. (laughs) Something like Wayne Dyer said it. um, That yeah, something like something. um, Something like this. Uh, Wayne Dyer used to say that um, somebody will look at the world and see fear and negative and and you know bad things, and somebody else will look at the world and see love and peace and joy and understanding it's the same world, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you want to view the world, right? Mm-hmm. I love seeing all these people, like you say, the helpers, people, that's love, that's love outpouring, right? Yeah. All, all the light workers working and, and even coming together to support each other. Um, and, and even like, even this, this talk you and I are having, right? Like, and increasing that love vibe just to help the whole the whole community and by the whole community i'm yes i mean people but i also mean the planet the animals yeah. the plants you know like yeah. all of us that are connected because we are connected right so yeah. it's it's just a beautiful thing that's happening right now it's a truly beautiful and there goes the truth bumps all over me again the shivers mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i just love it i love it beautiful well um, this has been fantastic, Paula. I'm super excited to have been able to share with you and, and to, it's, it's been really good for me to just, uh, you know, one-on-one communicate with another human being who sees this the way that I do and goes like, oh yeah, this is a good thing. You know, what's happening in the world is a good thing and, and Kundalini is a real thing and, you know, it's like, oh, right. I know these things, but to just have that connection in this moment and, um, it's just a reminder for the people who are watching, you know, the podcast is a great way to stay connected, but also calling your friends is a great way to stay connected and, and being in that. So uh, reminder to do that. <laughs> reminder to do that. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we hop off? I'm, I'd love to have you back on for more of your awakening yeah. story and sharing that. <clears throat> yeah. but anything else you have to share today? I would, I would love that. And, and there's a couple things I want to share. One, it, 
what you just said took me back to, I remember when I first heard about Kundalini when I was doing metaphysical development and, and uh, I was like, Kunda what? <laughs> you know, how, how little did I know back then that in a few years time, it would totally rock my world in such a good way, right? And that mm. live would go up. So that was really cool. Um, but I want to thank you for this podcast, for holding this space for people and giving a, a, a place for people to come. You know, uh, mm. uh, it's been an absolute joy. I have really enjoyed this, uh, this conversation and this energy flow. It literally felt like it went by in like, like two minutes. Right. So that's always <laughs> a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I would love to come back. And if, you know, if, if anybody out there, you know, if you, if, if you're feeling this, if you're feeling the, the fear, if you're feeling negative, I would suggest watch more of Elena's podcast because I've known this girl for a while and she is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Much love to you, Elena. Thank oh, you for thank having you. me on. Thank you. Yeah. And Paul, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, probably the easiest way is uh, just go paulahopwood.com. Uh, like I said, there's an abundance meditation there for you. Uh, there's several different ways, uh, you, you, several different things you can contact me there on. All my contact information is there. You can find me on good old Facebook too, right? But uh, my yeah. link is there on paulahopwood.com. That's the easiest way to remember. Mm -hmm. Great. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Paula. I look forward to having you back on another show. And uh, yeah. to everybody listening, have a beautiful day. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay connected. We love you. We'll talk, yeah, we talk love to you guys you. in the next episode. <laughs> Remember, if you love the podcast, there's so much more on our website, bulletproofmoms.com. And we would so appreciate that you subscribe, share our podcast with your friends, and give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you're viewing this as it helps us reach more people. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. If you are looking for more, there is so much more at bulletproofmoms.com. Check out the newest Joygasm brain training videos where we take the golden nuggets from all of these interviews and weave them into recordings that will reprogram your brain to understand how truly safe, harmonious, happy, and joygasmic self-confidence. I challenge you if you're on the way to the step yourself you have to up and allow yourself to receive the more blessings in your life energetic and See, either way it goes, you're going to be brainwashed. But the question is, who's doing the brainwashing? Hey uh, thank you so much for being on that journey with me. It's been a work of love to create such a journey. And I invite you to come and be part of the tribe, come be part of the experience, and get your full access pass so that you can see all of the things that are being created, experience all of the things that are being created. This is literally just a demo and just a toe in the ice of what is available in terms of audio and content that is highly programmable into your subconscious in your highest, highest possibility. And so I thoroughly encourage you, if you are into personal development, if you watch this thing all the way to the end, you're, there's clearly something here for you. And I want to have you as part of the tribe. So I love you. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. And I'll see you on the other side in the tribe.
sugar addiction and addiction in general. And she filled me with this beautiful knowledge and power that I always knew was inside me, but just needed, I think, a little bit of coaxing to come out. I can actually tell that there's been a big shift and it's not just superficial. It's on a fundamental level. Um, my thought processes are different and that's such a beautiful gift because I've been working really hard to get rid of this sugar addiction as I'm sure a lot of people are and you know I lost a ton of weight and then I hit that plateau and there's that one thing that's super hard to beat and thanks to Elena I think I definitely have it. This time I'll beat the addiction to sugar. I'm on a big mission to end family trauma in this generation and so I'm working with conscious moms to create a powerful change where we can become bulletproof, where we have no triggers, where our children cannot touch us, no matter what they throw at us, so that we can be the kind of moms that we needed and the kind of moms that we want to be for this new generation so that we can end rape, we can end trauma, we can end neglect, we can end sexual shame, we can end consumerism, we can end screen addiction, we can end all of these things by how we choose to parent and how we show up in the world. So I invite you to be here on this journey with me and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the other side so get your name and email in that box and join me on this journey it's going to be an incredible seven days where you are guided every day to understand how to create better habits how to not give up and how to implement the 60-second hack to rewire your brain so that you know that no matter what's happening you'll come back to a loving place fast I love you I'll see you on the other side moment and your future but also your perceptions of your past so that you look at your past and your life and you already see all of the places where you have integrated this change and had been previously unaware of it thank you so much for being here today with me and you've done great work today not only for yourself but for our collective consciousness i'll see you here tomorrow have a beautiful beautiful day.